Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast from Sports Illustrated Husky Maven channel. My name is Trevor Mueller, and with me is Jacob Curtis. He covers the Cal Bears for the Sports Illustrated communities. Jacob, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Trevor. Awesome. So, you know, you're, we saved the best for last. You know, we did all of the other previews. We had experts on from all over uh, the West Coast and into Colorado. And uh, we finish here in Berkeley. And, and the first question is, what's the state of the program? Well, it's about as, as good as it's been since uh, Wilcox has been here. Expectations are high. This team has not dealt with high expectations like that before. So we'll see whether they can handle that. But uh, just based on returning players and the new offense and things like that, speculation is that they'll be pretty good. And they feel better about themselves than they have since Wilcox has been here. Right. And, you know, they're the only team in the North not breaking in a new quarterback. Chase Garbers has been there. He's, ex- he's experienced success at the highest level. Uh, so that's got to bode well for them. So where are they? I, I mean, you look at every uh, pundit who's out there has – essentially the same top three teams in the North and Cal's one of those teams. They were kind of the sweetheart at some points this off season. Where are they when it comes to competing for a championship? I think they're, I think they're in there mainly because I don't think Oregon is quite as good as everybody thinks they are. Uh-huh. Uh, I think there's plenty of room for somebody to sneak in there and win the division and, and, uh, and the, and the whole conference as well. So I think I think Cal's very much in position to challenge for that position. I think there's they're one of what two or three teams. I guess USC on the other side is probably the most talented team, but I think uh, Cal is every bit as good as any of the other teams in the North. Right, and with that, you know, they did lose the two. You just mentioned that one. Uh, there were supposed to be three guys that were going to be missing out, but uh, obviously one of them has come back. Can you kind of give Husky fans an insight into who left? who came back and um, who's going to be replacing those NFL caliber players. Yeah. Uh, to the NFL, they lost their two best safe, their two safeties, the two best uh, secondary guys, Jalen Hawkins and uh, Ashton Davis. And they're playing in the NFL this year. That will be tough to replace them in the back line. Uh, Cameron Bynum, cornerback, the best player in the secondary he opted out initially when it didn't look like the Pac-12 was going to play this year and then opted back in when uh, the Pac-12 decided to play. Luke Beckett, who's a solid defensive end, probably their best defensive lineman, he opted out when the Pac-12 – well, he didn't opt out. He transferred to Boston College when the Pac-12 decided – initially decided not to play. And by that, by the time the Pac-12 came back, he was gone. Right. And then uh, Devin Paul, outside linebacker, returning starter, he opted out just for personal reasons, as some guys do. Uh, replacing them uh, on, the, on the outside linebacker spot is uh, Braxton Croto. Uh, coaches of Say's improved a lot. I don't know. I haven't seen anything about him. And, the, uh, and the, one of the main uh, guys in replacement is going to be Evan Tattersall, who's replacing Evan Weaver who is the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Tattersall is not going to be Evan Weaver. Uh, I think he'll be okay, but I think that's about the most they can hope for him is to be okay. You know, and that was actually my next question is, you know, two years ago, Ben Burkirvin, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year leaves, and we saw a giant drop-off in production from 
2018 to 2019. Um, are you expecting with this whole defensive scheme? Uh, obviously, Evan, they played to their strengths and Evan Weaver as a tackling machine. Is their strategy going to change as the, uh, their, their secondary is still good? Um, they lost some players, like you said, but do you see a shift in the way they do it to try to highlight some of their top players? I don't think so. They've always uh, funneled things into their inside linebackers. And the other returning inside linebacker, uh, Coin Ding, he was, I guess, fourth in the Pac-12 in tackles last year. And so he'll be solid. I think he'll be even better than he was last year. I don't think as a pair, he and uh, Weaver will be better than he and uh, Tattersall. But uh, I, I think Dane will, will be a – I think he'll be an all-pack 12 caliber player. Um, I don't think they'll change too much. I mean, the, the uh, secondary guys have a lot of experience, not has starters necessarily, though. And they had to switch some positions. So the five – secondary positions, including the nickelback. They have new starters at four positions, even though Hicks started a cornerback last year. He's at safety this year. So I don't know exactly how that's going to play out. I, he's, a, he's a good enough athlete, but you just have to see how that's going to play out. And Cal lost uh, one of my favorite position coaches and Gerald Alexander. Do you think that that's going to make a difference this year? Or is that something where these kids have been disciples of his for a few years and the drop-off might not be in 2020? It might not be, but I don't think it's going to help. <laughs> Marcel Yancey is, he's a, I shouldn't say proven. He's an experienced defensive backs coach. Certainly he was ASU's defensive coordinator until he was fired late in the year. Sure. But uh, Alexander, he was getting raised from all angles and that's what got him into the NFL right. as an assistant coach there. So I think over a period of time, it might, it might affect the, the secondary, uh, their, what the, what their proficiency overall this year, maybe a little bit, but I think the, the bigger issue will be the lack of experience in their given uh, positions. Yeah. And then switching over to the offensive side, obviously we know about Garbers. Um, what else does Cal bring to the table on the offensive side of the, of the ball? Well, Christopher Brown was almost a thousand yard rusher. I think he was nine, 13 and 13 games. He has a little problem with injuries though. He was hurt a lot, not enough to miss games, but it affected him. He was, uh, he missed a lot of playing time within a game. So that's, that's an issue. Uh, Marcel Dancy is a little different kind of rusher. He, did real well against Washington last year. He was he didn't play at all in the first half, and then he had 70 yards in the second half. And he was one of the reasons they actually won that game. Uh, he will be a backup, and they got a guy, a uh, grad transfer from Wisconsin, Bradrick uh, Shaw, and he'll he'll play some as well. He's more of a downhill runner, like like uh, like uh, like uh, uh, Brown is. Awesome. And so, do you expect them to be? Uh, that ground and pound style, or do you think with Garbers coming back and being a guy who's got some experience in the league, do they let him loose a little bit more? Um, I hate to be trite, but I, I think they'll try to be balanced. I, I, the new offensive coordinator, Bill Musgrave, is bringing in an NFL kind of system. So I'm expecting a lot of shifting, a lot of different formations, things like that. Uh, two back sometimes three wide receivers sometimes, a lot of use of the tight end. I think they're going to be very varied. I think they'll be more varied in years to come since they didn't have as much time to prepare to get all that stuff in this year. But I think I still think there'll be a lot of different looks involved. I don't think there'll be – I don't think you'll be able to uh, pitch in the hole and, 
as a running team or even a downhill team or a passing team, either, either one. Maybe they're lacking a little bit of uh, what their personality is on offense at the moment, but uh, I think they're going to try to be all things to all people, at least at the outset. And what about their offensive line? Where are they at right now in their development? They're expecting a lot. They got all their starters back from last year. Now having starters back is not, doesn't say everything unless the starters who are coming back are good. And uh, the, the center, Michael Safel is, I think a, eh, maybe an NFL guy. And one of their tackles, Jake Kern is maybe an NFL guy. They don't have anybody who's uh, like a Sewell. They don't have anybody even close to that but they have a guy that are proficient and experienced and they should be better than they were in the past. Now they weren't very good in the past. So that's not a high bar to, to get over, but I think they should be better. So thinking about this year in the weird lead up to it, a shortened season, every game matters a lot more. What do you see as Cal's path to victory? Well, I think in this particular thing, when there, when there isn't a lot of time to prepare, I think the fact that they have experience at a lot of positions, I think it's a big help, more help than it would be in a typical season. Uh, their path, I, I don't know. I, I think if they just, if they're able to uh, install and internalize the offense fairly quickly, that will help. And if the secondary guys play their position as well as they're capable of and don't take too long to adjust to the new position, I think, I think they'll do fine. Now that's a lot to ask, of course. And you got to expect Garbers to make another step, which is not, doesn't necessarily happen all the time. So we'll, we'll see. I, I think they need a, a, there are a lot of things that can happen that are very possible to happen, but they would need all of them to happen for them to be a, a challenger for the title, I think. Yeah, and when I think of the Pac-12, it seems like teams always have those bugaboo teams. I think of Oregon always struggled against Wazoo, even when Wazoo was down and Oregon was way up. I think of um, Oregon State always being kind of a bugaboo for Stanford. And it seems like when Washington was at their height, Cal was one of those teams that gave them uh, a lot of a lot of problems. I mean, they beat them the last two years. Yeah. Um, now that Cal has reached a point where they're contending what do you think this game on Saturday is going to look like I think good question <laughs> I don't think anybody really knows I think it'll be a close game I, th I thought it was really interesting I, I was looking at the uh, point spreads and two weeks ago the point spread when they first came out with Pac-12 they had Washington favored by six six and a half points yeah and if you look at it this week a lot of people a lot of the betting places have them as has it as a pick em game yep or a one or two point spread where so it I should be six points was way off i think it's pretty much of a toss-up game and okay. i think the winner of the game will be will, will have a, a lead in to a real contender for the for the pac-12 side there's only six games yeah. before they decide who the who the uh, contenders are or who the representatives are in the two the divisions for the pac-12 title so yeah obviously every game means a lot and i think that first game will really tell us where things are, especially if one team wins convincingly. Right. And, you know, with Cal and Washington as two of the top three teams projected uh, in the North, this win is worth two wins. If it starts mm -hmm. coming down to math at the end, this win is, it, you know, the, the Cal Washington, Cal Oregon and Washington Oregon, if everything pans out how it should, those are two game wins or losses. That's so, right. I, you're, you're right. I didn't mention that because if they, if they go head to head and they tie, that's right. That's a, that's like a, a two game win. You're right.
Yeah. So a lot riding on this game. Um, Based on what we've talked about, I think I kind of know your answer, but what would you define Cal's season as successful in 2020? I, I, I think, I think people are thinking they, if they don't win the PAC 12 title or, or at least win the North North, I think that would be a, a disappointment. Certainly finishing second would be nice, but I, I, I think they're, they're thinking high. I think they are thinking that anything less than a PAC 12 title would be not a failure, but less than what would, might be expected. Awesome. Well, Jacob, where can people find your work? SI.com slash Cal. 